up, mom. Put down that coffee and grab a wine. Get ready for another episode of Nursing and Cursing, a parenting podcast that covers more shit than your baby's full diaper. I'm Kate. I'm a stay-at-home mom of three in Brooklyn, New York. I'm trying to figure out whether I should go back to work, have another baby, or spend the rest of my life waiting for my fresh direct order. Hey, I'm Christine, a video editor and a mom of two living in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Allie here, podcasting up in the mountains in South Kona, Hawaii. I work as a real estate agent and a mom of two boys. Hey, I'm Molly. I'm a teacher raising two kids in St. Augustine, Florida. And I'm Sarah, a new mom to one sweet babe living in Brooklyn, New York. Between five busy households, it's a miracle we make it on the mic at all. But trust me, we need this as much as you do. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Nursing and Cursing. Here we are. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. All right. So, you guys, we are so excited this week. We have a special guest on. We have Jelani Memory. He is a dad of six kids and the co-founder of a publishing company called A Kid's Book About. And Jelani wrote a book called A Kid's Book About Racism, which is a really honest and brilliantly straightforward children's book being used as a tool to spark conversations around family dinner tables all around the country. Um, I I purchased this book months ago for my kids and my classroom. And honestly, got it, was super excited, and I shelved it just waiting for the right time. And I now, in hindsight, I realize that that was silly um, because, you know, as moms on this podcast, we are struggling, just like all of you, with what is our responsibility right now with everything going on in the world, with the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So... Truly, I think like the the real point here is that we have a responsibility because we are raising children. And that's where we feel like we need to start. And I know I needed a little jump start. So this book has really helped. And, and Jelani, welcome to Nursing and Cursing. We're so psyched to have you. Oh, it's it's my pleasure and, and totally humbled just to be invited and to get to be a part of the conversation. That's awesome. So Jelani, will you tell us just a little bit about you and your story and um, really the path that led you to writing this book? Yeah, sure. Well, I'll take you all the way back. So born and raised in Portland, Oregon, um, you know, uh, youngest of four to two drug addicted parents. Um, Dad leaves when I'm four. Mom says, you got to get clean to get to come back. He never gets clean or never comes back. One of the two. And, and I'm raised by uh, a mom who works in the NICU, working nights and somehow driving us everywhere during the day and never sleeping for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up as a kid just trying to find my way, really. Uh, I had no prototype for what fatherhood looked like because my dad wasn't around. And, mm. you know, sports were my life in high school. I'm all over the map in terms of my interests and the things that I've done, uh, that leads to a good friend of mine saying, hey, we should start a company together. And we ended up starting a technology company called um, Circle, uh, the company behind the, the product Circle with Disney and T-Mobile Family Mode and a, and a, a few others. Um, really a, a way to you know help kids get the most out of technology without getting the worst. And that led me to, you know, raising $30 million for that business from venture capitalists and 
frankly, getting burned out. Um, I had already gotten a divorce. I'd gotten remarried. I now found myself with six kids and, you know, this crazy job, um, still, you know, doing mission, if you will, and, and, and doing things that I thought really mattered, but I was tired. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I, you know, my, <laughs> my thing I do when I'm tired is I, I pick up a random project that has nothing to do with anything. And <laughs> that yes. ended up being, yeah, a kid's book about racism. Um, it was made as a personal project for my kids. Uh, I, you know, I have two brown kids and, and four white kids and, and we talk about racism in our home because it's, it's unavoidable for me as a person of color to not have that conversation with my kids. And that, it looks different for my brown kids as it does for my, my white kids, but it's an important conversation nonetheless. So I thought I'll make a book that sort of encapsulates the conversation we're already having. And I'm not an illustrator by trade. So I just, I did the thing that I know how to do, which is to design stuff. I wrote it in a week. I designed it in a week and, wow. then, you know, printed all wow. of one copy. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. It's such a straight shot. The book is such a straight shot. It's so, it was such an awesome guide for me when I was reading it um, with my kids. How, can I ask how old your kids are? Oh, one to 16. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, hats off. That's amazing. I, I, oh. Yeah, that's amazing. We could have you on another time. It's just like, I would just love to get, we would just love to hear about raising six kids, period. Exactly. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's no joke. And, and truly kudos to my wife, Brandy. She's incredible. She's amazing. She is the best teammate and partner that I could ever ask for. And, mm. you know, the Aww. thing we often say to each other is, is that we make a great team. You know, we are, I never had a dad, so I didn't, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what dads are supposed to do. So you know, even making the kids book was my way of figuring out how to be a dad. And I thought. Sounds like you're crushing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds like you're so fucking I'm nailing it. I'm about to get my husband on this call so he can. Jelani, whatever you do. Yeah. Don't go back and listen to earlier episodes because it's going to make our husbands look like shit. <laughs> so, yeah. You set the bar very high. <laughs> Well, needless to say, you know, when I wrote the book, um, I never had any imagination that anybody outside of my family would read it, truly. Um, I was already building a a really successful, great company that was, you know, putting something really good out in the world. Um, But I made the mistake of showing my book to a handful of friends who were parents, just as like, isn't this cool? I made this thing. And, And you'd think I'd shown them you know, a solid gold brick and offered Mm. it to them. Um, Just Mm. their eyes would light up and they would always ask me the same two things. Um, And this ended up happening with, you know, 15 or so friends. First was, can I have this book? Mm -hmm. Of course, I'd say no, because it's my only (laughs) copy. I would wake up in the morning thinking about it. I would, you know, go to bed at night thinking about it. And it just kept nagging me. And, you know, three months later, I was planning my exit from the company that I had started and was ready to go chase this kids book thing because I just thought these kinds of books really need to exist out there in the world as a straightforward way to start conversations, not to end them. They don't need to be textbooks or manuals. They just need to be a way to ease into some of the most uncomfortable conversations. Right. Right. It is striking. Like when I first um, got the book and was flipping through it, I thought, oh, wow. Okay. No illustrations. There's 
there's a play with the fonts and the colors and the bold and the the way you set it up. And I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe this will grab my son's attention, maybe not. And he was locked in. It was incredible. Mm. It's the words and the way that you've put it together. Um, and I have to tell you, like, the, the conversation, it sparked. It just, it's started something so important in my household. Thank you so much. Like, this week has been um, so confusing. And we yeah. are riding around in the car, and he, out of nowhere, says, he's, like, very much an inventor's mind. And he's planning and plotting. He said, I, Mama, I have a plan for racism. Okay, mm. what is it? And he's got, you know... He's got this whole idea how he's going to round people up and use the radio to get the word out. And But <laughs> it's just like, I thought Love of it. you, Jelani, because you did that in our home. Um, oh, that's really do, you, do you feel that there is a too young for this book? You know, uh, yes and no. Um, there's a too young for this book it, it, only in terms of it might not engage every kid because you know there's not pictures in it it's really well designed but there's not you know illustrations and, and often kids anchor on that um uh but in terms of the story i don't think uh there's anything inappropriate or sort of not developmentally appropriate for kids as as early as they can talk and walk and interact right um, and I'm I'm in the habit of reading books to my son who who has no words other than mommy, daddy, and yum yum, right? Um, like that's yeah. all he knows. But we read books together just because I want him to, I want us to have that special time together, and eventually he'll understand the things that I'm reading. Um, yeah. That being said, I I think the conversation is fundamentally different between black parents and their children and white parents and their children. Uh, yes, sure. And and the reality is, is I think my book does something really special for white parents and their kids is it makes something that's essentially an untouchable conversation, touchable, feelable, acceptable. OK, right. The idea that people have skin color and that's OK. Right. <laughs> the idea yeah. That yeah. Somebody can be black and brown and it's OK to talk about it, to remark about it, um, not ignore it, but also not make too much of it. And then I think one step further to go, the experience of a white person in the world is different from a, the experience of a person of color. And mm -hmm. to make note of that and to start that conversation early to go in deeper and go, why is that? And, and what are those experiences? And, and my book is just a way to start into that. And again, I think that can happen really, really young. And my, my caution to parents who say something to the effect of, you know, well, I just don't want to, you know, break my kids' innocence. I don't want them to know these kinds mm -hmm. of things exist in the world. I sort sure. of gently nudge them to go, your kid might end up being that kid in the class who does that thing that you're horrified of because you never decided mm -hmm. to talk to them about this. So maybe mm -hmm. start the conversation mm -hmm. earlier than you think. Yeah. But the reason why it doesn't happen is it's scary. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. You're afraid of saying the wrong thing. It's now time for a quick sponsor break. I want to talk to you guys about Care Of. Remember that really cool vitamin company? They've got vitamins and supplements delivered straight to you. Easy. Really convenient. So Care Of can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals really easy and attainable. They've got that online quiz, which I took. It was like five minutes. It was super easy and it was actually really fun. And they asked me some simple questions about my diet and my lifestyle. 
Um, and I kind of knew what they were going to say. And at the end of it, they suggest specific vitamins for you that you should take. Guess what? I have to up my dose in calcium. And that is something that I've known for a long time. So it was great to hear it from another source. It really just put a little fire under my butt to get it done. If you head to a store, the vitamin aisle can be really confusing. It's hard to know what you need and even where to start. Care of is known for their personalized daily packs, but for a short time, they are temporarily shipping their supplements in bottles as an extra step to make sure they're keeping their customers and team members safe. We do appreciate that. I also encourage you guys to check out Care of's new line, the Skin and Hair Collection, which helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. So as you can see, they have got you guys covered with your health. It is specific, it's targeted straight to what you need, and it also gets straight to your door. So you cannot beat it. For 50% off your first Care Of order, go to takecareof.com slash nail50 and enter the code nail50. Again, 50% off your first Care Of order. Go to takecareof.com slash nail50 and enter the code NAIL50. You guys should do it. Thanks. Look, I'm a black dad and I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing to my, my brown kids as much as I am to my white kids. But the reality is we're parents. We're responsible to say the wrong thing and try, right? Because our, our kids deserve yeah. that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. How many other wrong things do we say every day? Yep. So, All day. Yeah. Oh, my God. If I never said anything wrong to my kids, I'd be mute. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing it wrong from sunup to sundown. I, lo- I really love um, what I really loved about what you just said is, like, the conversation can feel so uncomfortable. And I know for myself, white mom with three and pregnant with a fourth white kid, I've had to so many times stop myself from saying asinine things like, um, we don't see color. We, you know, um, we, we love all people equally and just putting a pin in it there and moving right along. Cause the, the space is hard for me to hold mm. with my kids. Mm-hmm. So, and I know I don't think I'm alone. Um, I think that's a lot of our instinct is to try to say something loving and affirming and then sweep it under the rug and just keep going. Yeah. And I think at the heart of that is that sentiment, it feels like the right thing to do. We feel like we're doing something noble when we go there. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think a, maybe a really effective analogy that I, I find really helpful for folks is like, you know, when it comes up that, you know, one of your friends has cancer, um, you don't go, oh, well, we should really just feel bad for all people. You know, like everybody is just in the same boat together. It, you, you focus in on that one person. You go, oh, my gosh, that's so sad. I'm so sorry. What can I do? I, and uh-huh. um, I think the incredible thing that's happening right now for the Black Lives Matter movement or just people of color, uh, uh, people of color in general, is this acknowledgement that the experience is not the same and, and that's an injustice and there ought to be outrage and uncomfortability about that mm-hmm. and something needs to change. And mm-hmm. look, I, I, I'm not a fan of, you know, um, breaking windows at a target, you know, to steal stuff as a way to say that black lives matter. Um, but these are the symptoms of feeling an unjust system and mm-hmm. that will feel mm-hmm. one way to black lives and that will feel another way to white lives. And I, I think we're, mm. we're seeing a moment now that's not just going to disappear. It's not going to disappear like it did with, 
you know, um, uh, Trayvon Martin. Um, right. It's not going to disappear like it did with sort of the previous ones. I think we're, there's some staying power to this where something is going to have to push to change or it's just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. things really feel like they're at a boiling point and it feel, the moment feels so full of potential and on the flip mm-hmm. side, so potentially dangerous. Like you're, yeah. just, you're just pulling for it to go for all this energy to be harnessed towards something positive. Yes. Um, and for some, don't get me started, some like leadership um, yeah. to help us to help us take all this collective energy and this collective grief and outrage and, and do something good with it. But at the moment does feel like really full of potential. It's, you know, uh, yeah, I think, you know, and this book is, this book has definitely been part of it. Like Molly said on a, you know, making something so macro in the world, so micro in our household. It's been, it's been such a great tool. Yeah. It has. Sorry, Molly. Go ahead, Al. Okay. I was just going to say, Jelani, I love that you say we read this book and it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable topic, but I do feel that the truth is it's uncomfortable for us. It's uncomfortable for parents. But when I read this to my children, the topic is not uncomfortable for them because they're children and it's totally, you know, I love that. Mm. There's not this fear for them. Like, no, I feel like when, when I, consider racism and I when I think on it or I'm talking about it I'm constantly thinking in my mind about my own emotions and and feeling guilty and you know Mm -hmm. I just bring my Mm. own baggage to the conversation um even if it's just in like in my head but children don't have that so it's like what I like about the book is that it strip it it strips that away and meets kids where they need to be met with this yeah. topic. Yeah. And, and quite it. frankly, it meets adults where mm-hmm. they yeah. need to be met, right? Right. It, it exactly. talks to them in a way and it removes the, I think the fear and the guilt um, mm-hmm. and, and just goes, you know what, this is important enough to talk about. And there, there truly is a place to start. It's not the end. Right but it's, it's a starting place. And I think the cool thing about a kid's book is it creates a shared moment, the shared language between kid and adult where they get to have a conversation afterwards where the kid didn't feel like they just got lectured. Um, they feel like they learned. And, and their sense of it actually is that the parents are learning along with them. And so it fosters this amazing thing where there's sort of the power and the, the dynamic between the parent and kid is somehow leveled out in that moment. And it creates, I think, opportunity, a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, too, Jelani, just because I teach first grade and um, I come from kind of a progressive background when it comes to my teaching. But I'm wondering, are, t- are teachers using this in classrooms? Yes. that I mean, you know, right. look... I never had any plans with this book. So the fact that one person bought it still astounds me. The fact, <laughs> I, I, and I, that's no, I'm, there's no hyperbole there. I really mean it. I, I, it is the most humbling experience to put my story inside of a book that was really just meant for my kids and watch it be used by, by therapists and teachers and school districts and parents. It's just, uh, it's, it's truly humbling. And, it's, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I just, I, I can't explain it any other way. No, it's, it's amazing. so amazing that it's, I mean, I, it must be, I mean, it's just so amazing that there was obviously this huge unspoken collective need, like, wow, how many conversations were not happening because well-meaning grown-ups could just not figure their way into the topic with kids. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I and urge our listeners to buy this as a gift for your teachers for your for your child's teachers because sometimes when you are a teacher in a school you really don't know like the language gets even trickier when you're in a classroom mm-hmm. yeah um so for a parent to put this into a teacher's hand would be so i think helpful to push that conversation in a classroom where maybe it's not happening mm-hmm. or in your principal's hand right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah even better Jelani, have you encountered any um, pushback from people who, which I, I'm seeing a lot online right now, is just people commenting, don't call me a racist? Y- uh, yes. Um, I mean, I, I assume <laughs> you must have, so I'd just love oh, to hear about I mean, it. <laughs> you know, uh, they fall into a few buckets. Um, Bucket number one is what I'll just call the troll. Somebody, you know, (laughs) who, who doesn't believe, who who believes we're just sort of a liberal propaganda trying to brainwash kids into, um, you know, becoming sort of something really awful and ugly. Um, And so they'll say things like, Oh, well that means you should do a kid's book about rape too. Right. Question mark, question mark. Mm. And and honestly, my, uh, it's a it's a fascinating like weird strange response or you know I bet this book just tells white people to hate each other and to hate themselves for being white and mm. uh, et cetera et cetera right so really awful comments and I and I do my best to ignore them because they don't come from a sincere place mm-hmm. um, they're just they're so obviously sort of trolling yes. um, you know bucket number two. Um, is uh, sort of the positive praise. So I'll, I'll leave that aside. You know, lots of positive comments. People like the book. They're thankful for it. But bucket number three is actually what troubles me the most. And it's, um, it is almost always the same. I can almost tell by the avatar of the person um, what they're going to say. It's, it's literally, it's, it's that specific. Um, but uh, it's an individual who sort of shows up and goes, Oh, it's a shame this book has to exist. I wish we would all just love each other. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't oh, have boy. to teach a kid about racism. You should just mm. teach them to respect everybody. Is right. it is it is it the Karens? It's it's the Karens <laughs> of the world, but it's it's the kind of Karen who truly believes what she's saying and doing is right. right. And, yeah. and yes. I, yeah. I have a hard time blaming her because yes. it's it's everything she's ever been taught, right? All lives matter. We all believe All lives red, matter. You know, exactly. uh, I don't see color. Um, you know, we're all a part of the human race. These are all ways of saying that blackness doesn't exist, that, mm-hmm. that our experience is the same fundamentally. And the thing that my book is doing and that really any civil rights movement is doing is saying our experience is not the same. Where there's injustice, we have to fix that injustice with justice. But <laughs> every time somebody steps in and says, no, 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 it's all just the same. We're all equal and we all respect each other. They're invalidating the oppression, the discrimination, the racism, 
the the hurt, the pain, and the the reality of lost lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I look at that ideology as actually more dangerous and pernicious mm-hmm. um, yeah. because it affects it. It doesn't seem on its face as wholly negative um, right. or wrong, sneaky. and yet it's so sneaky and it's mm. and it is it's truly dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. So wow. listeners, if you're telling your kids that you don't see color, just shut your mouth and open this book. That's <laughs> <what we're doing. laughs> oh, so, yeah. Now, Jelani, before we wrap up, I would love to know, and maybe you don't have any stories off the top of your head, but have your own children surprised you in any way with their view of the world or children that you know who have read this book, students or you know, kids of friends, have they, um, have they come to you with anything that's kind of shocked you or opened your own eyes? Yeah. You know, um, I'll start with my own kids first. When I showed my book to my own kids first, before they read it, their first response was, can I make a book too? Mm. And my daughter, Ella, sorry, I feel like I'm getting choked up here. Uh, My daughter, Ella, she was like, I want to make one about unicorns and ice cream. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Aww, yeah. But my, my daughter, Joy, my stepdaughter, she said, I want to make one about divorce. Mm-hmm. And you have to know wow. her Joy, yeah, her, the divorce of her parents was the hardest thing she's ever experienced and still is mm. very difficult for her. And so I said, Joy, why would you do that? And she said, well, I want any kid who's going to go through it to know what they're going to go through. And I just thought... Oh. Oh, yeah. That's so profound. And I, mm. and I realized my book had done something for her that was mm-hmm. unexpected. It had given her permission to go to an uncomfortable place. It had given her permission to talk about a thing that was sensitive for her. Mm. And I, I find that all of our books continue to do that for kids. They unlock for them permission to go, you know what, I have thoughts about other things too. Right. And now I finally feel like I get to talk about it, which is, as a parent, is your one wish, is that your kids would talk to you and that yeah, you'd yeah. have meaningful conversations. <laughs> and, and somehow our books, I don't know why, I don't know how, but they unlock that permission to talk about really tough topics. Yeah, yeah. So listeners, check out, this website, a kidsbookabout.com. I'm looking at it right now and I'm just, as a teacher, I want a library. I want an entire library. I mean, there are things like a kid's book about disabilities, a kid's book about depression, a kid's book about body image, a kid's book about feminism, a kid's book about cancer. It goes on and on. Mm. Jelani, the work you're doing is so important. And I just want to thank you for giving my family a path, um, a new path for us towards talking about racism and and learning and listening and teaching our kids to do the same and just thank you so much we we are changed because of your book oh thank you my my pleasure and and it's again it's just a huge privilege just to get to share it with folks and that it has any impact at all truly wonderful and to get your book would you say a kidsbookabout.com is the best place or what would you suggest for our listeners yeah, kidsbookabout.com. We're starting to bring on more independent bookstores to sell our books, but you, you know, you're only going to find the Kindle version on Amazon, not the hardback. There's okay. something really right. special with the hardback. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, just to let folks know, 
if you're any kind of educator, if you're a therapist, if you're a teacher, if you are a school administrator, if you are a social worker, um, we offer a 50% discount on all of our books. Um, wow. We want oh, them incredible. to be available. Wow. Yeah. To folks, any folks who work with kids, we just want to make sure the books are available. So we steeply discount them and you can buy one or 35. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, but for us, that's a way of just making sure that we're, we're taking care of the right folks and getting it into as many hands as possible. Incredible. Thank you for that. All right. Well, Jelani, I think the only thing you have left to do this evening is put six children to bed. So (laughs) (laughs) good luck with that. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. It has been such a pleasure to get to know you a little bit and talk about your work. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for now. Check you guys next week for another Nursing and Cursing, where we won't tell your husband that you accidentally let your kid eat a cat turd.